When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the Sydney Kings have levelled the ANBL Championship Series against New Zealand Breakers with a determined 81-74 win at a packed-out Spark Arena last night. The best-of-five series now heads back to Sydney for Game 3 on Friday. If the Breakers can win that one, they could potentially lift the trophy at home in Game 4. But they don't. Uh, but let's uh, not get too ahead of ourselves just yet. But when it came to cold shooting, saw um, Modi Mayor's side come back down to earth and uh, look for ways to bounce back. Joining us now on uh, SENZ is a man who was there as part of Sky Sports coverage, former Tall Black, now sideline commentator. Good morning again uh, to Brooke Rusco. Uh, Brooke, thanks for your time. Good morning. Hey, thanks for having me once again. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, look, uh, we need you because uh, you were there, um, and uh, Tob <laughs> Abercrombie, probably the most probably the most experienced uh, of them particularly in um, in the breakers uniform is Todd Abergrombi and he's saying they played stressed um, w- why would they play stressed it, it was the crowd too much for them the atmosphere uh, yeah, that's, a, that's a great question too and, and he is the most probably decorated breakers player of all time as well and it, it kind of just feel like that I'm, I'm not sure why they, they went over to Sydney and I would have thought you were more stressed over in Sydney and they got the win over there but yeah, something just didn't click last night, and yeah, I'm trying to be positive about the whole thing. I think, oh, this is exciting, you know, we've got ourselves a series, it's one all, go back to Sydney, and you know, now you can really show if you're about it, and, and you're taking on the reigning champs back in their hometown, they got a bit more momentum, but yeah, it just, it just didn't click last night, they didn't shoot very well from deep, well, actually, just to be frank about it, they shot terribly, they turned the ball over, and if you're going to do that, it's going to be tough, especially against the reigning champs in the Sydney Kings, so... Uh, you have to tip your hat to them. They they got the job done. They were aggressive from the jump. And, uh, man, they, they did a great job of drowning the soul out of that crowd last night. And there was a couple periods where the crowd really wanted to get into it and the breakers gave them a chance. But they just didn't string those positions together and give the crowd a, a huge chance to stay in the game. And every time they got a step up, Sydney kind of had the counter punch. So, yeah, uh, it was a weird one. It was an interesting one. And, and they did look stressed, and I didn't expect that. But, um, hey, it's basketball, it's playoffs, basketball, it's final time, and these things happen, and the test match continues. Brooke, I, I understand when one player gets cold or can have a cold uh, patch uh, in a match, but I, I don't quite get why across the board... I mean, in game one, every Breakers player who, who got game time found their way into the score sheet. I mean, across the board, though, <laughs> yeah. last night, on, on, on their home court. This has happened a couple times with the Breakers this year. This isn't the first time, so... They've had three or four games where it just hasn't worked. They haven't shot the ball well from deep. And Coach Modi at one point, as I was following the timeout, he even said to the boys, we're playing hero ball here. We've, we've got to this point of the season by playing as a team. And now all of a sudden, we want to be David Thor and go for that big KO punch. Or, you know, John Jones at the moment with the heavyweight, the heavyweight KO. And it's just, it wasn't working last night. They needed to go back to playing as a team. And I also thought they kind of played tentative. They kind of played like they were playing on the back foot. And, if you're playing basketball, you have to be the aggressors, and they have been the aggressors all year. But they were just passing the ball, careless turnovers. No one was attacking the paint. The floaters that they were doing so well in game one, 
not that they weren't taking them, they just weren't even getting the position to be around the paint, to get deep into the paint, to draw their attention and then find the shooters. So they were shooting shots that weren't off dribble penetration. It was kind of just swing, swing, someone shoot it. There was no rhythm to it. And I think there was a point where they were like 2 of 12, and then it got to 4 of 27 from deep. And I think they tightened it up a little bit at the very end, but that's kind of when the shackles were off and it looked like they were playing carefree basketball. But at that point, it was just a little bit too little, too late. And yeah, you're right. No one got going, but a, to me, and, and it sounded like to Modi as well, it was because it was off the back of hero ball and not stemming from team basketball first. So who, who knows what happens when they get to Sydney? They've been road dogs all year and, and they sort of galvanise together on the road. So maybe that's what they need, just to go back to Sydney and, and get the win over there. And it's been a real interesting series, not just this one, but during the season, no teams won a home game. So if, if that's the record that they want to keep, then it's promising signs for the breakers over in Sydney. It is, but I mean they'll probably lose 3-2, so they've got to win one at home at some point. Uh, Brock, uh, unfortunately, they have to break that trend at some point. Okay, um, tell us uh, more about the, the Kings' performance. Was it, uh, We've highlighted the, the poor performance, the cold shooting, etc. Uh, the fact that um, Justin Simon himself got six steals last night. Oh. Hero ball, as you called it. Um, but uh, what about the Kings? What did you see about the Kings? Yeah, the, the Kings really showed up last night and, and Justin Simon particularly, he, he really set a tone for them in the second half defensively. He was amazing. Uh, but just as a squad, because they lost their, their two marquee players, they lost their two all-NBA first-team players, Xavier Cooks, who's the MVP of the league, and Derek Wilson Jr., their point guard. And they lost them halfway through the, the second quarter and then Xavier pulled out at halftime as well. And, and they were up four at halftime, and then they blew the game out in the second half without those boys out there. And it just showed their championship resolve. It would be like losing Dan Carter and Richie McCaw in the game, and then the Crusaders got up and won it somehow. And, you know, you expect them to do that, and the Sydney Kings are at that, that point right now where we almost expect them to do that as well. Sean Bruce was awesome off the bench. He played the whole second half. Uh, Kawhi Noy came on, and he was aggressive, and he kind of looked like the X-Factor that they needed. And, and maybe the X-Factor that the Breakers were looking for was someone to come on and mm. just keep the, the scoreboard ticking over. But they did it as a team. They galvanized together. They were strong. They were relentless. There was no fear in their eyes. And once those two marquee players, because they are marquee players, went out, it's like they went to another level. And I talked to Justin Simon after the game, and he just said it's the next man up mentality. And, and that's really what it looked like. And uh, he got challenged at halftime, he got challenged before the game and, and he showed up and he took it personally and he put Sydney on his back and, and they got a huge, huge, huge win and now I, I've heard game three and Sydney's already sold out, 20,000 people are going to be at what they call the queue, so uh, for basketball it's great, it's, it's amazing to get the breakers back at this time of the year but we also want the breakers playing like we're used to with the Dylan Gouchers and the Mickers and the CJs and the Cedric Jackson and they proved that they can do that in game one. So uh, we, we, we hope, and we hope that they, they can prove it in Game 3 as well. Of course, the next game's on Friday, uh, Brooke, and um, that yep. gives, I guess, uh, Cooks and Walton Jr. a little opportunity. I, I'm not quite sure the extent of your injuries, uh, of their injuries. Have you heard anything? Yeah, we, we were trying to work that one out too. Liam Santamaria, who is a uh, NBL analyst from Australia, he came over last night. He kind of covered the Sydney bench, and I was... We got after the breakers bench last night and talked to him after the game and he just sounded like he was banged up. Xavier, he got hit by Rob Lowe in the knee. It was just a bit of a cork in game one and then kind of re-aggravated that last night and they, they just thought um, for the series it's better to, to pull him aside and, 
I don't know if they thought that they'd go out and get a win and get a, a dominant win without him out there, but they, they rolled the dice and it worked, and congratulations to them. But it just sounds like it's a bit of a cork at the moment with, with Xavier Cook. So as long as he can have off their, their plays into the hands of the Sydney Kings. Derek Wilson Jr., we're trying to work that one out as well. It looked like he cramped up really, really bad in game one. and It looked like something very similar in game two. So the longer that they have off, the better. And I think it's even... Uh, it's almost twofold because the Breakers would want to be out there so badly talking to Barry Brown Jr. after the game. He's like, man, I just I, I need to get back on the court. We need to play again because we've got this built-up, I guess, frustration sitting us right now that we want to get back out on the floor. So for the Kings, it's a, it's a win-win. I think you get back to Sydney, you look after your boys, you recover some of your Warriors that are down and out and some of the troops that put in big minutes last night that don't normally play the minutes that they played last night and they get time to... You know, recover and sit in the ice bath and go and get some physios and some massages and go to your favorite food spots and you just fully recover. And also, for the breakers, it just kind of softens their blow a little bit and they're potentially not running off that same aggression. So I think it's a win-win for Sydney and they get back. And game three is going to be very interesting. I can't wait. Well, you're commentating uh, along with uh, ESPN uh, and, uh, of course, you're working for Sky Sports. So uh, you mentioned uh, Liam before, Liam Santa Maria. That's uh, quite an interesting concept um, with, um, well, is it four commentators sharing the, sharing the roles? <laughs> yeah, and, and four extroverts who love to talk as well. Andrew Mulligan's in there, and we know that he's the voice of Barcelona in New Zealand. So we always got to kind of find our spot, but... Uh, Casey and, and Andrew do an amazing job and um, Liam was amazing yesterday it was the first time that we've had him on the broadcast and uh, we spoke after and just having his expertise and you know a different angle on it and how they have been viewing things in Australia and, and some of his calls it was it was awesome to have him there last night and the build up was, was Liam and Casey and myself and then Casey and Andrew took over and then me and Liam kind of just chimed in during the game and uh, that was it was it was like a breath of fresh air having him in there last night. It was at the best time of the year to have an expert like that coming and join the crew. It was, it was awesome. Right, let's look, uh, if we can, just touch on uh, the sales NBL season. It's uh, just a month away. Uh, so uh, not much stop. coming out of the... Uh, yeah, not much coming out of the Canterbury Rams. Very quiet on that front. <laughs> Very quiet for a team that is normally pretty, pretty dominant in the off-season as well. Um, I would expect something to come from the Canterbury Rams in, in the next week, if that, in the next three or four days. But, you know, seeing the Saints signing guys like Kyle Adnam and the, the Auckland Tortado, some huge signings, and Cam Blidden and Ruben Tarangi, the Tall Blacks captain, is coming back for the first time in a long time. Rob Lowe is back there. They've got some young Kiwi boys coming back from uh, from America as well. Cruz is going to be a part of the team. So the, the Tortaros are looking good. Saints are always going to look good. Southland have uh, a great signing to me. His name's Jeremy Kendall. He's, he's, a, he's American, but he lives in Australia at the moment, and he's just a, he's a professional. He, he's the ultimate professional. He's a point guard, and he's going to do wonders for that shark team down there. I heard that Alex Pledger could potentially be coming back. I think that's official that Alex Pledger's playing in the NBL this year as well. So uh, don't quote me on that, but I, I'm, I'm 99% sure that, that he's back, and that's awesome for Bustle. So um, the story that he's had... The, He's been through cancer, and he's a tall black and a breaker, and he's done everything. And he's achieved all these amazing things in the game of basketball, and, and for him to come back, it's, um, it's a pretty cool story from a pretty cool guy. So, yeah, there's going to be storylines across the South NBL, but it's just basketball in New Zealand isn't stopping at the moment, and it's awesome. 
Just hold the line here, Brock Rusco. Just hold the line because uh, Logan Swinkles, as he does, has his uh, finger on the pulse, and he's come up with a little bit of breaking news you might be interested in. Yeah, as we, okay, like, we yeah. hey Brock, uh, as we like to say in the industry, there's been a woge bomb on Twitter from Adrian uh, Wojnarowski <laughs> on ESPN. We talk about Xavier Cooks. Well, he's not going to be going to the Sal's NBL and going back to the Wellington Saints because the Washington Wizards will be signing the MVP of the league to a deal through the 23-24 season. Wow. Wow. I'm not surprised. I don't want to be that guy and say I'm not surprised that I caught it, but he absolutely, he deserves this. And I think maybe it was last time we were talking about this. I said he's not going to be on the side of the world for very long. And, and rightfully so, he's off to the NBA. He's a freak of nature. His body is, is made for the NBA. There's a couple of things that he needs to work on, but what he does, he does very, very well and got to be a very rich man. <laughs> Isn't that, though, just uh, another indication of, um, with the arrangement with the ESPN, etc., how closely this league is now being regarded overseas? Oh, to me, I, I think people view this as a top five league in the world, and you have the likes of Lamelo Ball come here, RJ Hampton. The Breakers are doing it very well with the NBA Next Star generation. They're doing it very, very well. Um, but, yeah, it's just proving how dominant this league is. And, and Tory Craig was a part of this league, and now he plays huge minutes with the Phoenix Suns alongside Jock Lonsdale, who, who's there as well. And now their teammates were Kevin Durant and Chris Paul and Devin Booker making millions of bucks. So uh, this league is going from strength to strength. Uh, there was the Warriors and the Raptors, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. They were at the game last night scouting. Uh, last night we've had... The Boston Celtics, we've had the New Orleans Pelicans, we had the Utah Jazz, you name it, pretty much every team has been to New Zealand this year and to Australia just to watch these guys and see who's coming up next. So every year it seems like one, two, maybe three guys make it back into the NBA or make it over to the NBA for the first time. And this league's going from strength to strength and it's only going to get better because things like this are happening. So it's exciting for the NBA, it's exciting for basketball on this side of the world and Hopefully there's more Kiwi something on board too and, and it's not just Steve over there in the near future. And I've seen the, the guys that are coming through and um, it's exciting for New Zealand basketball. Brock, we now know that it's going to be a game four back in Auckland. Mathematically, there has to be. What about a game five? Do you yep. see this going the whole distance? I don't. I, I see this going to four. I, I caught it yesterday. I thought before the game, I thought the Breakers might drop this one. I didn't think they'd drop it like that, but I thought Sydney would come back and get it. But I have the Breakers winning the next two. And I might look like a bit of a fool saying that right now, but I said that before game two. I've got the Breakers winning the next two. I think they go over there in Sydney and they get the job done. Something about those boys being on the road, they've just managed to get it done all year. So it's going to be a surprise. They've proven that they can win in Sydney. And they won two games in Sydney on the year and won again over there the other day. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Breakers come back here and win it in four and it, just, it would feel right. Uh, they, they've sacrificed so much over these last two years with COVID and haven't had a chance to see the family and they've got a new coach and they've basically got a new team and they were dead last last year. They had five wins last year and now they're two wins away from winning the NBL championship. So I wouldn't be surprised if next Sunday Tom Abercrombie is is holding up the trophy and that's the last time that we see Tom play for the Breakers. Uh, I just I think it's a fitting fairy tale story. It's gonna work out. Spark Arena, I know he's off contract at the end of the year. Uh, I think they win the next two, and that might be Tommy's Tommy's last game for the Breakers. 
Interesting. Hey, Brooke, great catching up with you. Uh, love your uh, enthusiasm, but love your insight as well. Uh, so we'll uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, Friday night, Game 3, back in Sydney. Um, and uh, don't be surprised if we tap your brain again at some stage before this series is over. Thanks for your time. Enjoyed it. Sounds like a plan. Appreciate it.